Act 4, Scene 6. A spotlight is cast upon Helen, holding her child in her arms. Sitting upon an orb poised above a crescent moon. Within the bowl of it. So that the moon resembles golden horns cradling the earth, and she above it, enthroned. About her head twelve star points are arrayed in a halo, rotating. The orb and moon rises, lofting Helen and child as the chorus speaks. Whether he forbore or was scorned, the adventure that was chosen Mephistopheles forsook, the journey Faustus took. Faustus had wanted that he should not join their company. He feared the presence of Mephistopheles, that he may interfere and create falsehoods, that his mischief magic distort the fable world. Faustus wanted understood. But M should not come, should obviate the sorcery, should refute improbability in witness of unlikely mystery, as might be found by discovery in a fantastical journey to Eden. For in M's absence what may happen must be something that is not conjury, and his devious arts would not discolor would not mismark, would not torture the facts of nature. But what he'd see must be really what appeared to be. So M stayed to share the house with Helen, to whom Faustus entrusted it, telling Wagner, Obey her as your mistress. To all was Faustus' travel welcome release from his trying intellection, for all shared predilection to a liberal life employed in pleasures freely enjoyed. Helen bade M tutor her child, whom now she named Hiras. Wagner jealously insisted he attend, that he should learn as the child learns, M. thoughtfully agreed. It amused him to see how Wagner struggles where the child ascends. But he knew it portends. Something this way comes. Something capturing fate followed these incidents. As choices that we make will set for us no escape, creating worlds in a shape of which we must partake, deserving it and earning it.
It would be Faustus' mistake to have rejected him. child had a natural gift, given wisdom from his mother, given portions by her body, while Wagner was wood, his lumpen brain dead. Within hours the child could make images of thought, a kitten or a cake, while poor Wagner could not cast the subtle substance of his mind which was fixed, at any rate, on prurience, or else revenge for petty troubles blamed. He might turn a meaty lump of stew into a chubby frog that swam about and found itself in his victim's mouth, or maybe he just slipped it in the brew. But he had not the fine finesse to curl his hand and caress the emptiness of mere air, and coax a serpent to slither from a hole of his imagining, or puff his cheeks in blowing, raise up a warm and windy day as Harris could by easy wishing make things lovely without a care. Oh, the child, our child, shall prepare fantasies to appear in flights of light perfumes rising richly from nowhere, filigreed flowers in his mother's hair, blooming at the touch of his fingers, and at his bedside all night long, fairies dance to wind-sung songs. From love that Helen gives, the child's passion to live, our child, holding such love, cherishes as he is cherished so. <laughs> 